You heard a calling from a void deep inside and you answered ready and found yourself here at Karen's Couch. Welcome to your quest of personal mastery. Welcome back to Karen's Couch. What an absolute treat to share today's show with you guys. I've had some amazing feedback come through through SpeakPipe and I want to encourage you guys to keep it going. I'm working on getting the mobile phone number for you guys and hopefully I'll have that by next week's show where you can actually call in and we can have a conversation and resolve some of the issues that are currently circulating in your life. And in the meantime, today, I want to talk about a question that came through this week on SpeakPipe from one of our beautiful listeners, um, Terry. And Terry raised a question with me about how she can overcome some of the traumas and some of the, I guess, the beliefs and the perceptions that her traumas have left her struggling with. And it's been a while for Terry. She's been carrying some of this load and this heavy weight for quite a number of years. And she's found that it has really held her back in a lot of areas. She's found that it's held her back in being able to get some progress with her weight. It's held her back in her being able to find her voice and with her family. It's also held her back in her vision for herself in that she's felt like she's capable of a lot more. She feels like she's, and I don't know if you guys relate to this. I know I certainly did. She feels like she's, um, not really living into her fullest potential and has these great dreams and visions of being able to make a greater contribution on the planet but feels like she just can't quite get there because she's lost her confidence she's lost her self-belief and her self-esteem and she knows she can do it she just has to jump this almighty hurdle that feels like it's been holding her back and taking her breath away for some time. And I think it's a good idea for that to be today's topic. Because here's what I understand about us, particularly as women, but I understand about this about us as humans, is that our experiences and our lives tend to shape who we think we are and let's face it you know you get born you grow up in a certain kind of a family you have a belief about what the world is kind of like and then you go to school and you get bullied or you see the kids can be quite cruel or you're one of the popular crowd and then you also have your teachers that influence you and help shape what you believe to be true, right, and real in the world based on your educational experience. You know, you may have had amazing teachers that did nothing but support you, but then you may have also had teachers that told you that you weren't good enough in, you know, certain things. Like, you know, I remember when I went to school, my teachers never encouraged me when it came to art, and yet I have a really talented family that you know it comes from my dad my dad is one of the most extraordinary artists i have ever seen and that was handed down to my brother and my sister who had teachers that really encouraged their flair whereas i had teachers that never did that and i had also very um very cruel friends that used to poke fun at the things that i used to make because they were different to what they were doing 
So my artistic flair was never developed. So it depends on what happens in our school life that helps shape, you know, what we believe about ourselves and what we think the world is. Then we go to work and we realize that it is a whole other ball game. The things we thought we could get away with, we do not get away with. The things we thought that we could push the boundaries with, we can't. (laughs) And it all reflects in our income. And our income becomes a part of our status. It becomes a part of what allows us to exist in this planet. What we can buy, where we can go, what we can do, who we can do it with, how much freedom we have, how much freedom we don't have whether we can go out drinking with our friends or whether we have to stay at home and watch telly. You know, that money side of things is a real slap in the face when you start working because you realize there and then that the rent has to come first and the groceries have to come first and you've got to put fuel in your car, otherwise you don't get to work. And if you don't do a good job, you can't keep that job. And pressure then begins to build on am I good enough at this? Am I not good enough at this? And then we start to measure ourselves and compete with other people. And it, you know, it just escalates from there really. So (laughs) then we get into relationships and we find that we have relationships that treat us badly and relationships that treat us well. We have kids And then we haven't even figured ourselves out yet. And then we go and have kids and then we try and raise these little people from a place of, I don't even know who I am yet, but yet I'm trying to teach you who you are. And then the whole cycle kind of, you know, perpetuates itself. And from this incomplete place, we create these absolutely divine human beings. And hopefully we'll find ourselves along the way as parents. And then our little kids start growing up and then they go to school and they experience what we experienced and they get jobs and they get relationships. And, you know, generation after generation, things evolve. What doesn't reconcile, though, is how we can expand beyond the things that occur to us in our lives. Because in and amongst that great story that I just told you of how we grow up, there's also things like a barley bombing. There's also things like somebody committing suicide. There's also things like losing a loved one, losing a pet, um, having an accident, uh, sickness, illness, self-inflicted illness, alcohol, drugs, sex, um, rock and roll. You know, there's all of these things that impact on our lives that can potentially change the trajectory of our lives dramatically. But what we haven't actually learnt in the most potent way is how to experience the hurdles that life throws at us and curveballs and make them make us more rather than those hurdles becoming a reason for debilitation and a reason for us becoming less. Now, I know we don't have to look too far outside of our front doors to see how traumas in life, both individually and collectively, have shaped our society and have created who we are collectively and individually. And some of it has been amazing, but a lot of it is not so much, especially when we look at the last two years as to how that last two years shaped our collective 
societal psyche and drove enormous fear and trepidation, which showed us, for want of a better word, who we are. You know, there's this beautiful saying that says fear doesn't shape our character, it shows us our character. And I think that the last two years showed us a side of humanity that a lot of us actually didn't know was there. So then we can bring that back into our own household and into our own lives and say, well, how does fear and trauma and challenge and hurdle show me my character? Because here's what I believe hand on heart, my beautiful friends, is that our fears and our traumas and our challenges and our hurdles are actually not designed to debilitate us. They're not designed to make us less. They are actually vehicles that we can use to launch from into a new level of life, into an expanded version of self, into a more powerful version of ourselves if we're willing to see it that way. But for the most part, as humans, we don't. We tend to see those things as real negatives in our lives and they do debilitate us and they do make us feel less and they do make us feel inadequate and they do help us lose our confidence in ourselves and it makes us feel like we've got to start again when actually what it's revealing about our characters is simply immaturity and I don't mean immaturity in terms of you know a, a bad thing I mean immaturity in terms of we just haven't developed that skill we haven't learned how to develop the skill to look at a challenge to look at a hurdle to look at a curveball or a trauma and say how can this make me amazing how can I be so bloody grateful for this illness or this accident or this loss of a loved one? How can I look at this and make it so friggin' powerful inside of my life so that then I am changed forever in the most inspiring and potent and powerful way? How can I use this current experience to 10 times me to make me 10 times bigger, better, faster, and stronger than I ever was before. And if I can achieve that, how can I then share with others how I did that so that then my experience becomes an experience that I've, that has occurred on behalf of mankind, not just for me. So just ponder that for a moment. I want to encourage us to look at our, our traumas and our challenges differently. As of right here and right now on Karen's Couch, we are 10 and a half minutes into the show. And I want to encourage you guys to allow this moment right now, whenever you're listening to this, to be a line in the sand for you. To say, I am not willing to carry a backpack full of traumas that is weighing me down and breaking my back. I'm not allowing life to be so friggin' heavy that I can't walk under the weight of it. Because unless we're willing to look at our, our challenges and traumas as platforms to leap from, they become boulders that weigh us down. And either way, beautiful, we are all going to land up in a box. So we're either going to have our life be this giant weight or it's going to be a platform to leap into a new level of us. And that's what I want to encourage us to do today. And just start looking through different eyes. You know, one of the tools that I use that I'm going to share with you guys to make the most of the hard times is to, first of all, look at it and accept it, not wish it wasn't there. 
because whatever we resist persists. So first of all, we must accept what is there. That's the first step. We must accept that right now I'm in trauma or right now I'm suffering and I accept that. I welcome that in because I know it has a purpose. If I just see suffering as suffering, then I don't see that it has a purpose and it <laughs> that's when it becomes debilitating and that's when I wish it wasn't there and that's when I ask why me you know but if I can see that suffering is present and the first thing I do is go great suffering's present I'm in fear I'm sad I'm I'm scared there's something going wrong got it thanks for that I'm willing to sit in it I'm willing to accept that it's present I'm not going to wish this away and I'm not going to be in resistance to it because that's trying to pretend that reality is not reality. Reality is suffering is present. Let's let's be with that. The second step is to look at what is currently happening and label it. So if I was to pluck something out of the air, I don't know, what have I gone through recently? Um, okay, so... Most of you guys know that I went through the Bali bombing. The anniversary was just last week. And I went through some suffering because I had some new memories that presented themselves that I actually haven't looked at for 20 years. My unconscious mind suppressed parts of the bombing so that then I could survive. But after 20 years, it put it right in my <laughs> the forefront of my conscious mind. And I was confronted with it. And there was absolutely some suffering. In fact, I had my very first panic attack. There it is. I haven't been very open about that, but there it is. I had my very first panic attack. So once the panic attack was complete, took about an hour and a half, I then was very self-aware because I have these tools in my kit bag that I'm going to share with you guys now to put into your kit bag. I was very self-aware of what I had gone through and I looked at it and said to myself, I can't pretend that didn't happen. And I can't wish this suffering that I am now feeling and this hurt and pain and devastation, I can't pretend it's not there and I can't wish it away because that's not going to do anything. I know that whatever I resist will persist. So God help me, I will not sit in resistance with this. I will go straight to acceptance because I don't want this to last. I want to get the lesson out of it immediately or as quickly as I possibly can. So I went straight to acceptance. I accepted that I was having panic. I accepted that I was in deep distress and I was in deep suffering and very deep pain. And I sat in it. I allowed it to be present. I welcomed it and I had a conversation with it. And the conversation went like this. Hi. I can feel you. I know that you're there and you are friggin' disturbing me. You are hurting me. I can feel that. And I can feel this deep devastation and it's bleeding me dry. So much so I'm gonna go to bed because it's exhausting me. So I'm just gonna go to bed and it's making me tired. And I can't think of anything else to do with you right now other than to rest. So I spent three or four days in bed sleeping and when I woke up I had the energy to confront it and ask it what its purpose was 
Now, I'm very proactive when it comes to these sorts of things. I never used to be. Of course, I am now. So I always look at what the pain is and I label it and I say, what pain is there? And then I say, it's deep sadness. It's debilitation. And I label everything. So I had sadness. I had debilitation. I had um, a, a, a disbelief that, that that even happened to me. I had... There was no fear because obviously I knew I was safe in my home. I wasn't reliving the experience of being blown up, but I, the memories were all there and the sadness was all there. And so I look at the feeling, I look at how that makes me feel and I label it and, I'm, and I really dive into how that makes me feel. And then I ask myself, what is the direct opposite of that feeling? Not the words or the label, but what is the direct opposite of the feeling I was feeling? And it was so deep and all consuming inside of me that when I said, what is the opposite of that feeling? It took me a good hot minute to work out what the opposite of that feeling was. And that feeling, that opposite of that feeling was an almighty power that was in me and of me that I only ever felt when I was in Bali, actually. So as much as I was experiencing the panic attack born out of the sadness and the, the terror of what I saw, there was also another experience that was present when I was in Bali. And that was when I felt like I was God Almighty himself. I felt 10 foot tall, bulletproof. I felt like I was this giant powerhouse inside of that experience on the day. I did, it was there. And it came back to me when I asked what the opposite of this deep sadness was. It was that almighty feeling. And what I know when we recognize what the opposite feeling is, that is actually the purpose of the suffering. The purpose of the suffering is not to debilitate us. The purpose of the suffering is us to reach for its direct opposite. Because as humans, we learn through contrast. We must know black in order to understand white. We must feel hot in order to feel cold. We must appreciate no in order to know yes. It's the nature of the duality of humanity. So when I'm telling you that we're experiencing pain and suffering so that we would understand its opposite that is the duality of life that's the how the pendulum swings from one side to the other we must allow the pendulum to swing we must not hold the pendulum in the suffering because we lose momentum when we do that allow the pendulum to swing to the opposite side and feel what the opposite is recognize it and know that that is the purpose of the suffering is so that you will learn what its opposite number is for me i was experiencing this deep all-encompassing sadness and 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 horror in order to experience myself as the almighty once again and when i wreck when i got that i'm telling you i i can remember it it was two three nights ago i was lying in bed doing this exercise and i got it and i was relieved because then I realized what the suffering was for. I could be grateful for it and I could leave it where it belonged because I didn't have to keep carrying the suffering. 
Now I was using the suffering for its purpose for me to start building a relationship with that feeling of almighty with inside of me. And that has been my 100% focus since I got that understanding. My 100% focus is not revisiting the sadness and talking about it and being in the sadness anymore. No, no, because now I realize the sadness has its purpose and I got it. I've, I, I've achieved the purpose. And the purpose was to know the Almighty within myself. And although I don't have a great relationship with that, I am working on it <laughs> every moment of every day. And that's the nature of contrast. It's to teach us something new about ourselves, something that we may have had a glimpse of, but we don't have a great relationship of with. But if we did have a great relationship with it, it would make the suffering so much more purposeful and it would transform and change us in the blink of an eye. And then the work is working on building a relationship with the Almighty for me. It's building a relationship with the Almighty inside of myself and knowing myself as that, going out into the world as that, brushing my teeth as that, putting my shoes on as that, cooking dinner as that, doing my groceries as that, and then looking at my business as that, handling my clients as that, coming up with new visions and ideas and content for you guys as that. That then becomes my predominant experience of myself until the next challenge hurdle or trauma occurs, which I can't predict. That's all universal business. My job is just to make sure that I bounce from one to the other and become bigger, better, faster and more expanded because of every hurdle and challenge rather than becoming less, more debilitated, less inspired, less confident and losing my grip on the reason for living. So here's what I want you to do now that you've heard me explain that is I want you to ponder this moment and I want you to look back at anything in your life that has held you back or made you feel less of a person, made you lose confidence and belief in yourself and made you feel less connected to yourself. And I want you to go make a list of all of the things that have occurred that have made you feel like that. And then you are going to start working from the very first thing on that list. You are going to start working down that list and attack and diving into the very first thing on that list, diving into the feeling of what, 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 what did you feel when you went through that challenge? You know, it might be a divorce. You might have gone through a divorce and it made you lose confidence in yourself and it made you lose connection to yourself. I want you to dive into how you felt and allow yourself to go to the sadness. Don't be frightened of it. Don't be frightened of the floodgates opening up and having the tears. For goodness sake, don't be frightened of it because what we resist persists and it becomes a ticking time bomb inside of you. Dive into it. Go there. Be with it. And I promise you, it's like a wave in the ocean. If you surf the wave, it will always burn itself out at the beach. But if you try and stop that wave at its crescendo, you will build up an enormous amount of pressure and don't think for one minute stopping the wave fixes the problem. Just because you don't look at something doesn't mean it's not there. We need to look at it, be with it and find the gift in it in order for it to dissolve and like the wave burn itself out of the beach. So if you've been through a divorce or you've had a loss or you've been unwell, whatever the situation is, I want you to go there. 
look at it because you're going there for a purpose okay you're going there feel the pain you're not going to sit in the pain and wallow in it I'm not asking you to do that but I am asking you to go in there look at the pain feel it ask yourself what its direct opposite feeling is and you know if you're feeling um angry or 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 sad or irritated or um disappointed what's the direct opposite feeling of those and you might find it's calm or it's peace or it's joy you'll be surprised as to what the direct opposite feeling is not the direct opposite words but the direct opposite feeling and then when you see what the direct opposite feeling is let's say it's peace wow let's say it's peace you can look at the divorce and you can say thank you for how that divorce made me feel because its purpose the, the purpose of the feeling was to teach me that actually peace is the gift from that now I don't have a great relationship with peace I've got a terrific relationship with anger and disappointment but I don't have a great relationship with peace and that's the way the universe works it sends us these feelings so that then we will build a relationship with the direct opposite so that then we can expand we can become better people we can become more connected to ourselves which then allows us to become more connected to the universe which means we're more connected intuitively and then the universe can have its way with us more often because when you are in bliss and joy and peace your vibrational frequency is at max capacity and that's where you want to be living right that's where all your jelly beans are there are no jelly beans in hanging on to past uh, heavy traumatic feelings they are there to serve a purpose for you to reach for the higher version and by asking for the direct opposite feeling then you know that's the purpose of that experience and now your work is to start reaching for that you do know what peace feels like otherwise you wouldn't have come up with it it's just that you don't have a great relationship with it it's like the flip side of the same coin so if anger and disappointment lives on one side of the coin peace lives on the other you've just got a great relationship with anger but you've got to have a good relationship with the flip side of that coin now and so now you've got to do some work around that you've got to find peace you've got to bring peace to you you've got to brush your teeth as a peaceful person being peaceful not doing peaceful being peaceful brush your teeth peacefully gonna take a bit of effort put your undies on peacefully put your shoes on peacefully eat your dinner peacefully bring your awareness to being peaceful and then when the universe feels you have nailed that trust me your next challenge is on the way <laughs> you might get a few days off but your next challenge is on the way that's the nature of life we live in an expanding universe so it's time for us all to get with the program and start expanding as the universe expands so from here I am so keen to hear how this exercise goes for you guys 
please leave me lots and lots and lots of messages on SpeakPipe because it's going to give me the content for our next show. So go ahead, jump onto SpeakPipe, click the link, tell me how this goes for you, ask me questions and I will come back to you. Leave me your email address and I will email you. This is a conversation between you and I. This is not you not being able to reach out and get in touch with me. This is one of the greatest things that I pride myself on being is accessible. So please leave me a message. Let me know what your thoughts are. And I am really, really excited to hear you start working through your list of traumas and challenges and you start reaching for the opposite feeling and allowing that pendulum to swing from trauma to its opposite sensation so you can expand and begin building momentum in your life. Terry, this show has been all for you, my gorgeous girl. Thank you for your beautiful question. And I hope that it's been helpful for you. I hope it's made a difference for you. Um, and one thing I hope you recognize, gorgeous, is that you are not alone, that we all go through this. And this is the nature of life. So hopefully this little tool is helping us to live a little better, live with a little more purpose, live with a little more expansion and see the reason why suffering is such a predominant and prevalent part of the collective experience. It's not to debilitate us. It's always to have us learn its direct opposite so that we can become more out of the suffering. I love you with all my heart. Thank you so much for joining me here on Karen's Couch, everybody. I am looking so forward to talking with you again next week, right here on Karen's Couch. Big love. Bye for now.